0: Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Polzer. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Have you seen that movie 50 First Dates where... Drew Barrymore has a new day every single day because she just doesn't seem to have the recall. Her memory is gone. In reality, many of us experience parts of our memory just fails us. Our life is so full of different things that memory seems to slip from time to time. And this is problematic because it affects us both professionally and personally. So this episode will dig into the practice of memory and what you can do to improve it. So first of all, let's examine what actually is memory. Memory is basically broken down into a few major parts. The first thing is that you come with some sensory input. Now this sounds kind of familiar because when I talk about psychology, NLP, hypnosis, even the alpha system, it all starts with the premise that there's information coming through. And then of course, the five senses come and evaluate what's come in. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, there's a lot more than five basic senses, but we'll start with those for now. These sensors are part of the first initial stage of memory called sensory memory. Now anything you don't pay attention to just goes to the wayside, but anything else starts to move onto the next stage, which is the short-term memory. In this, it's put into a few different categories of organization and integration and this is where we have associations and allow our mind to interact with different concepts and experiences to formulate into the next stage of long-term memory. Now long-term memory is largely based about the ability to encode all the messages of the short-term memory and most importantly being able to retrieve the memories when you need them. Our minds are amazing machines and automatically by not doing anything, it goes through the process that I just mentioned, but by understanding how things work, particularly in the short term memory, in the way that we organize and integrate and work through the association of our senses and how it's encoded within our memories, we can take advantage of this and use hacks to optimize our memory. There are countless tools that help people to really optimize their memory. You might have heard a few of them before. One of the most famous ones is mnemonics, and that's where you can associate things like, for example, the planets, and that's where you have a little story and each of the first letters corresponds to something you're describing, an object or something. An example would be planets. Interestingly, on the episode where I talk about my best friend who passed away, he actually taught me this in primary school. So here it is. My very eager maid just swept up nine pins. Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Now, of course, Pluto is the dwarf planet. So when I was in primary school, it wasn't classified as such So. You get the point, mnemonics are really powerful. And after hearing that 30 odd years ago, it's still stuck fresh in my mind. There's other memory techniques. Perhaps one of the more common ones is the loci system or the memory palace. Now, I think it goes that a few thousand years ago, there was this guy at a feast and there was an earthquake or some, something that caused the roof to come down and crush everybody in the party. Now this guy, his name was Lokai or something. He got out of there. I don't know, he was gone to the toilet or something. He went to go back and when he went back, well, everyone had been smashed up. The people came back to investigate and say, what happened, who died, what's going on? And, and they didn't really have great records of who actually attended the party. He could recall every single guest, all of them. I think there was hundreds of them. And the thing was, he could do it just by remembering where they sat in relation to the room. And this is what we call the memory palace in modern day techniques, because this is where we look at our rooms and we decide and allocate different objects to be holders for our memory. So for example, I have a room in my house not far from the entry. And when you walk into the room, that's my son's toy room, but as he's got older, I've kind of incorporated it into my hobby room. And so inside there, you walk in, the first thing that you see on the left side is this shelving. And the shelving's usually full of toys. And so that's one holder. Next to that, I kicked out some of his toys and I put up my wooden dummy for martial arts. And then next to that, I've got a half squat rack full of all the weights and all that sort of stuff. So they're my three primary placeholders that I'm going to talk about today. But you can talk about any amount of things in your house. In fact, my list goes on to 20 or 30 different places. But let's just look at those three for now. Let's say, for example, you're trying to remember something like verbs, adjectives and nouns. What you can do is you can walk in, you look over, and let's just use my memory palace for now. You can develop your own. And the first thing you see is that shelving. And in that shelving, you can put whatever you want there. So if you're memorizing shopping list, you could put some stuff in the shelf, some stuff on the wooden dummy, you can put some stuff on the weights area, and it helps you to remember. But let's look at uh, verbs, adjectives, and nouns. So I'm doing all this from recall without preparation just to, just to show exactly the concept behind this. So my son, when he had to learn about languages at school and English, he learnt about the adjectives and verbs and nouns. And to be honest, a lot of that sort of thing has just slipped my mind exactly what was what. And so I set up the memory palace but I put it in reverse order because V-A-N spells van. So I looked over and I saw the weights area and that had the big V in it. Mentally, I'm going through the memory palace. And you could see like the weights. You could see, I could see myself lifting and squatting and deadlifting and bench pressing, whatever it was. These are all action words and these are verbs. And so that was great. And I looked over and I saw the next one, a big A over the wooden dummy. And the dummy is brown. It's shiny because it's got these metal bands around the dummy to reinforce it. And it's got these features about it that you can describe it. So the describing words of adjectives come up. And then finally, I look over at the shelf and it's full of, it's got a big N it's full of nothing but nouns. All these objects and toys and things are all over the place. And these are the nouns. So now just after that, anytime I want to remember what's what, I just remember van, and I can look over and I can see that hobby room and suddenly it all comes straight back to me. So if you get nothing else from this episode, it would be the memory palace is one of the most effective way to learn in terms of memory techniques. The other one that I find is really helpful for bigger lists is association techniques. And this is using systems to remember numbers and things. So for example, you have ones that people make up. So you might have one is gun, two is shoe, three is knee, whatever it is. And then that become something that you ingrained. So every time you think of that number then you can peg that one means gun for example. And if you've got a shopping list then you can say okay one is gun and I need to get some lemons from the shop. So you remember I need to get lemons as number one so you imagine a gun shooting lemons. Two is shoe and you need to get some tissue paper. So you imagine that you've got a shoe that's full of tissue paper. And the rule is that you've got to make it very memorable. And that means that it has to be something that's out of the ordinary, something that's really interesting, something that's just going to stick in your memory. And it will help with the association techniques. The most commonly used system of this is the major system. And this associates numbers with specific consonant sounds. This is really complicated, and you have to be committed if you want to use this. The number one, for example, has the associated sounds of D, T, and S from the, or youth. And you can remember that because the letter generally has one downward stroke, so D has got downward stroke, T, or S has also got it. And then the next one is N, like the end that you've got in knee, it's kind of like a N, like a sharper end to it. And this one's got two downward strokes, like when you write the letter N. And then you've got M for number three again, that's got three downward strokes and the list goes on and on. Now, if you're interested, all you have to do is Google it up. I've memorized this in the past, but I've found that other systems be more applicable, unless if you've got the time to revise this constantly. Now, there are a hundred Other memory techniques, and I could go on about these, but the ones I've mentioned are probably the bulk of all those that are out there. They're all variations of these, or they're slightly different. The fact is that these ones that I've mentioned have been the most effective in what I've used. But there is one last tip that I found has helped more than anything else, and that's in teaching. So you might be listening right now, you might have read those hundreds of books, you might have heard those hundreds of podcasts you might have done a lot of things theoretically but only through experimental knowledge which is actually applying the knowledge and then taking it one step further actually teaching it once you have the ability to teach it then it becomes really cemented because trust me when you're up in front of a group of people and you have to explain exactly what you mean knowing that everybody you're talking to is incredibly intelligent and you're going to be criticized, you better know your stuff. So that is the fast track to motivation as well. So that's that for the episode. I've just wanted to give you a brief overview about memory, but most importantly about some things that you can take away and try on straight away today. Make sure you actually try this because if you're anything like me, you've read or heard things about memory and just never actually applied it. And I don't blame you. Going through the major memory system is something that takes a lot of time and a lot of practice. And the juice is probably not worth the squeeze for most of us. But going through a memory palace, learning a few mnemonics, and going through some other other memory techniques that I talked about will pay dividends. Remember, teaching means that you have to know it. So force yourself to teach it somehow. So that's it for the podcast. I hope you learned something. And by the way, if you caught that UFC fight with Conor McGregor and noticed how he was doing those shoulder shots and everyone was saying, wow, this is cool, this is brand new. Just remember that guy that I mentioned before, Trav of How to Fight Now, he actually talks about that in his program and he made that program a few years ago. So if you haven't had a chance, check it out. Again, I get no commission from it. I just thought that it was a cool program. All right. Take care. I'll speak to you next time. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.